Welcome to the heart of the Big Bend. It's time to kick back, put your feet up, grab your favorite beverage or snack as we discuss, declare, proclaim, publicize, and articulate about the wonders, magic, beauty, music, and happenings here in the area known as the Big Bend of Texas. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us again for Heart of the Big Bend. This is a podcast and radio show coming to you every other week about visiting the beautiful Big Bend of Texas. Specifically, we will cover what's happening in Alpine, an incredibly friendly small town nestled in a desert mountain valley at the heart of the Big Bend region. With easy day trips from Alpine, you can take in everything this amazing region has to offer. I'm Chris Ruggia, Director of Tourism for the City of Alpine. And today we're talking with Museum of the Big Bend director Mary Bones about the trappings of Texas. Hi, Mary. Hey, Chris. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, absolutely. We appreciate it and enjoy it every time it happens. So, uh, so this is the. What, how many trappings is this now? So this will be our thirty-seventh trapping. Wow. This. Wow. I know. <laughs> So that's, this is the longest-running show of its kind in the country. Is that correct? That is correct. So it's um, what makes Trappings of Texas so unique is that we combine uh, Western art right beside cowboy gear. So you get the full cowboy Western experience all under one roof. Yeah, and uh, as I understand it, the, uh, the work is all themed this way, but also the people making the work all have this background uh, and experience in their lives with, with the ranching life. You're absolutely correct, and that's what makes it you know, authentic, that when you're looking at someone on horseback and what they're wearing or the tip of their hat or to looking at the gear itself, these are all of this work is made um, by folks who, you know, live this this lifestyle of working as uh, cattle folk. Yeah, and as you said, there's this wide range of, of kinds of art forms that we're representing here at Trappings. There's obviously paintings and drawings and prints of different kinds or sculptures, but then there's also gear. What kind of a range of other, other objects can people see? Oh, of course. So we have a beautiful set of hand-tooled leather spur straps, uh, a a hand-tooled leather frame with a really beautiful uh, portrait of a horse uh, in it, Um, great custom uh, bits and spurs as well as as well as McCarty's. Yeah, and uh, so when should people be thinking about coming to see the show? Well, they should start thinking about it right now. <laughs> and where's, what should they mark on their calendars? Um, the weekend of events is September 14th through the 16th. Uh, we kick off the weekend with a preview party, so it's your chance um, to get the first look um, at the offerings for Trappings of Texas. On uh, September the 15th is our grand opening reception and sale. And then on September the 7th, I'm sorry, the 16th is our uh, big ranch roundup party that's uh, co-hosted this year by Carol and Pete Peterson and Bonnie and John Corbell. And we're going to host, they're hosting uh, the dinner at the uh, Gage Gardens in Marathon. Oh, that'll be a treat. 
So the evening events, the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evening events are all ticketed events. And you can find out about purchasing tickets to each one of those at uh, our museum website. Uh, when you do buy a ticket or even better become a sponsor, which has added a value uh, to your, your purchase, um, you have free admission to the museum. So um, you can come back on Friday uh, during the day as well as on Saturday. And what's really going to be fun is we're again uh, doing uh, artist demos out on, uh, out on the patio at the new uh, museum building, the Emmett and Miriam McCoy building. And ah. we have, I think, five artists that are going to be set up and working. And it's a great way to see the artist at work. It's a great way to just, I mean, these folks are the best storytellers on the planet. <laughs> so you can learn all kinds of, not only about, you know, their journey as an artist and what influences them, but so many of these artists um, have worked or know the area ranching, ranching yeah. and ranching community. And so you can get a really great um, history lesson about some of the ranches where uh, these artists have worked. So it's just a great weekend. It's so much fun. And, and looping back to talking about the artists, so many of our artists that participate in trappings come out and are on hand uh, for you to meet and visit with and learn more about uh, them and their craft. Yeah, it's a backstage pass for all the different pieces. That's a great way to express it. And I also want to go back. One other thing I also wanted to say about gear, a lot of our artists also um, produce beautiful jewelry. So we have any number of uh, beautiful necklaces, uh, necklace, earring, and bracelet sets, as well as really outstanding buckles yeah. um, for both, uh, for everyone uh, to wear and enjoy. Yeah, that engraving and metalwork is goes way back in the... You know, the cow working tradition. Oh, yes. And of course, um, some of our artists as well are submitting um, fixed blade knives, mm. as well as I think we've got one or two maybe that are folding knives. So, again, it's not only the beautiful, um, um, you know, metal steel engraving and inlay they do, but also producing the knife blade as well. Yeah. And when you mentioned the uh, the porch, now the last time that we had artist demos on the porch it was that uh, big staircase on the front of the historic museum building but this time you've got a lot more room for those artists to spread out because you have a brand new extra building to work with that is correct and it is beautiful and Thanks to uh, the generosity of the McCoy family, we, we opened uh, the new Emmett and Miriam McCoy building this past July. It is a gorgeous space. We have a nice big um, display area uh, for rotating exhibits, which includes Trappings of Texas. Mm -hmm. And then across the hallway from that temporary exhibit space, we have a, the beautiful Cultural Events Center where we can have um, a re reception inside, and then you can move back and forth from the cultural event interior to the exterior patio space, where we have um, great high and low top tables, so you can sit down and uh, during the preview party or during the day, you can just sit down at a nice table and have something good to eat and drink and, and visit with those artists. And I hope as folks um, 
who come uh, for any part uh, during Trappings of Texas Weekend as they walk up, they'll notice that the uh, patio is encased, surrounded by glass panels. Mm -hmm. And those glass panels um, are gifts from area ranching and ranching families, as well as folks from outside of the Big Bend area. So folks will encounter some ranch brands that I hope they recognize as they come up. But um, the museum thought it was really important that we honor and recognize um, uh, the ranching community and all that they have done to make uh, Big Bend a wonderful community, but also their generosity and support of the museum and Sol Ross State University. So just a big, beautiful space. We're so excited to show it off. And um, when you come into the museum, even before you get to Trappings of Texas, in the Tom Lee Gallery, we have a five-year loan of Lee's um, really impressive paintings of the history of cattle in America. Yeah. Then in the hallway, um, a painting by Julius Waltz of Branding Scene at Cathedral Mountain. And then further down near the Cultural Events Center are even more murals. Uh, but also gifts from the Robert, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Robert E. McKee III family collection of Fred Darge paintings. Yeah. And what's significant about those particular paintings is that Fred Darge was here in the 30s and 40s painting and working as a cowhand down on ranches um, that are now part of Big Bend National Park. So he was trying to document um, a time that he knew was passing, mm. and so he wanted to put, you know, that history onto canvas. So we've got some great, great, beautiful art, art and gear and trappings of Texas, but you're also going to be greeted with historic Western paintings as well. Yeah, yeah, that the the work by Henry Darge, that you had a full exhibit in the old building last year. That's that, uh, right. People might and, remember, uh, or if you missed it, here's your chance to, to see a little bit of that. And for those folks who missed uh, the Fred Dard show, oh, Fred, we, sorry. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, we uh, created a really beautiful hardcover catalog. I would recommend it. It's just an outstanding, outstanding publication. I'm so proud of it. And you'll give, get more information and see um, the other works. Um, that were in that particular exhibit. Yeah. But it's just going to be a great Trappings of Texas weekend. Um, folks that come and purchase tickets or sponsorship or buy any of the art that we have in the show, please know that um, your, your support uh, benefits both the Museum of the Big Bend and Trappings of Texas as well as the artists that participate in the show. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, and it, it's a it's a pretty uh, specific process that you guys have for the sale. Uh, how does that work? Right. So what we do for the sale is basically a luck of the draw. So when you uh, register, and you can um, we can work with you if you cannot attend, we can get you a proxy buyer. But when you come to register, either Thursday or Friday night, you're given a ballot book. And each work of art um, has a, um, a number, a lot number. And if you like, let's say, lot number one, um, you go up to that little ballot box that's right there by that work of art that also lets you know that's lot number one ballot box. And you print your name on the ballot, you tear the ballot out of your ballot book, and you drop it in the ballot box. 
And then on Saturday morning, um, please make sure that you take a gallery guide with you because all of the work uh, will be in that gallery guide. So in case you have dropped a lot of ballots and you can't remember, uh-oh, what was lot 36, <laughs> yeah. um, have that with you because on Saturday morning, starting around 9 o'clock, we'll be calling and texting you to let uh, you know if you're the lucky purchaser of any of the works that you dropped a ballot for. Excellent. So, yeah, so folks, remember that's how it works. Take, get your opportunity to yes. uh, take home some of this amazing work. And the other thing, uh, we started this last year, and I'm going to do it again this year, for any of the gear, uh, which is bits, spurs, um, jewelry, knives, McCarty's, as well as sculpture, mm -hmm. you can pick it up that day and take it with you. Oh, okay. The flat art... Uh, we will continue to have on exhibit, and for anything that has not sold, um, we will continue to sell that. But I've noticed that a lot of folks um, are looking at uh, purchasing, especially in the gear, in the jewelry area, gifts, mm. Christmas, and for other right important um, fall and winter um, dates. And so... Um, we have made that decision to, to release those on Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can take them, buy them, and take them home with you. You won't have to wait. The show remains on exhibit until November the 4th, and then that week after the show closes, then we pack and ship works that have sold. So our whole goal is to get art to folks before Thanksgiving. Excellent. All yeah. right. And then uh, there's also on Saturday, after you've put in all your ballots, and you just before you get those phone calls that you of which work you bought, you can come in for the ranch hand breakfast, I, I see. At, uh, but you need a ticket for that, right? Yes, you do need to let us know if you're going to be attending. And I think this year uh, we're going to have, like, breakfast burritos, you know, coffee and juice. And, again, that will all be there in the um, music, in the new Emmett and Mary McCoy uh, building in the Cultural Events Center. Excellent. So, Mary, before I'm about to talk with Alice Lease, our, uh, your premier artist for this year's trappings. Uh, but before I get Alice on the phone, is there any final words you want to share with folks? Um, I just want to tell folks that um, this is a great event. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, we have to work it, but I so enjoy it. The artists are just some of the best people uh, you can encounter. It's a great weekend. And I forgot one thing, Friday uh -huh. night, Carter and the Spur of the Moment Band is going to be playing. So um, you get great music along with great art, fine food, and a chance to meet some really wonderful folks. It's just such a good event. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Excellent. If, if anybody missed that, I think his first name got cut off, but that's Craig Carter and the Spur of the Moment Band. Definitely professional outfit there for, uh, for country music. They know what they're doing. And let's go have some fun and maybe, you know, get out there and get dancing. All right. Well, Mary, thanks for calling in. We love talking to you every time. And, uh, and now we're going to move over and speak with Alice a little bit. Oh, I'm thrilled. And Alice is just a fantastic artist. And we're so, we're so honored that she agreed to be our premier artist. She's really outstanding. Excellent. Well, thanks, Mary. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye. 
So next we're going to talk with the 2023 Trappings of Texas premier artist. We're really grateful that Alice Lease was able to call in and talk to us. Hi, Alice. Hi, Chris. It's great to be here. I, I, I like to talk about Trappings. It's such a great show. Excellent. Well, and I also want to talk about your painting, which is also great. Thank, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got three three works in this show and uh one's a really large one it's a, a four foot by six foot now it's, it's of cathedral mountain okay of cathedral and, and then you also have the one i've seen is on the uh the promotional materials for the show it, yeah that one's called outrunning the storm and it's a little 12 by 24 uh, oil on a panel and then there's one more called along the sierra del carmen's uh, it's another 12 by 24. So uh, how, what is your feeling about scale? You know, you've got that one really big one, and I know you've also painted really large before. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Mary asked me to be the special artist, I asked her, you know, how, how big can I paint? And she said, well, you can paint at least as big as uh, Phil Epp did last year. So he painted a 4 by 6 so that was great because I do really like to paint big because the landscape uh, I'm trying to convey or communicate is is huge. Yeah. And there's it, it's so vast that a large canvas really makes an impact. Um, so that Cathedral Mountain is such a an iconic landmark out there that I thought that would be probably the best subject that uh, you could do for a for a show there in Alpine, and uh, it's it's that's just a beautiful mountain. And that painting has uh, three riders, three cowboys uh, sitting on a hill as the sun comes up. And a lot of this I had to just imagine because I I've been there at sunrise uh-huh. and I've been there also at sunset. But sunrise was the lighting that I really wanted, and and you know cowboys wouldn't be out there. At, because they couldn't do any work that time of day but uh, you can see them lit up and then cows on the distant hills that they're fixing to go gather I'm imagining and um, and then also some there are some uh, avelina in the foreground ah one of my favorites yeah well I look forward to seeing that painting I will say to you again because I texted this to you before but i'm a fan for sure of of your paintings that uh my wife ellen and i had seen uh i i'm not sure how many exhibits ago it was but the first painting of yours that we saw was at trappings of texas which was the small version of the frying pan fire uh oh yeah oh thank you uh yeah that one um so i painted that one first and then for another for another show in odessa I painted a, a really large version of that, which was 10 foot by 30 feet. Yeah, so that was that Wait, that was three on. different... Six feet by 30. Okay, so three. it was three panels, right? Right, right. And, and that one, um, you know, the frying pen fire was in 2011, right after 2010 when we had gotten here, yeah. 25 inches of rain. And so there was so much fuel on the ground that, uh, it there were there was a fire in every county in Texas at one time or another that year. Yeah, and it just took a little spark to set off something that could be so devastating. And you know, I don't I don't like fire, 
I also don't like rattlesnakes and bucking horses. But <laughs> I paint those too. But so, uh, you know, I, I waited ten years before I painted a painting of that that particular fire because uh, we we lived through it. We fought it for three days and, yeah. and watched our ranches and our fences and our sometimes even cattle, you know, burn up. And it, it was really hard for everyone out out here and of course for every fire in Texas but um, painting it uh, painting the small one first and, and then waiting a few years and painting the large one I think it, it came across better yeah. to uh, to the the people who actually lived through it so, um, yeah and that yeah, in, it, that installation was at the Ellen Noel Museum right. in Odessa it felt to me like it should have been permanent that it was such a well, impactful um, room. Well, the Ellen Noel actually bought that work, and they're going. They're building a new uh, entrance to the museum, and they're they're going to install it permanently. Oh, in there, so. that is great news because it it deserves yeah. it. I think. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, and you'll, you'll be able to see it from from far away, which it's so large. It it just has such an impact. But for, the further away you get from it, the better. The better I think it looks. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, how did you uh, how did you come to the Trappings of Texas show? How did you wind up with uh, with that first appearance in in the exhibit? Yeah. Uh, so Mary asked me. Uh, I think it was five or six years ago if I would uh, be in Trappings, and I, I I had talked to her a little bit before then, and then started working on my master's at Sol Ross. Yeah. Uh, and and my professor, Carol Fairley, um, mentioned my work to Mary, and Mary looked at it and, and thought, well, that, that looks like it'll fit in trappings, and she asked me, and so I, I really owe gratitude to Carol and, and Mary for asking me to be in that first one. And, and trappings is such a wonderful show. You know, every... Every trappings artist is just so authentic. Yeah, and they they've immersed themselves in in their view of the West, and you know if, if they're painting a horse, they've probably been involved in the training and care of that horse. If they're painting a landscape, they've been in that landscape and have painted it and brought back notes and photographs, and you know they've. If they're painting a herd herd of cows, they probably brought the cows in horseback, and it's just yeah, that is something. The, that's something that's yeah, different. They, yeah, yeah, they've put in the time and effort and to record the Texas cowboy way of life, and um, I'm just really honored to be a part of that tradition, and have made many good friends of the artists that that bring work to the show. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, that that's one thing that is interesting about Trappings of Texas because it's not just curated thematically with the work, but also with the people making the work. That the background and experience of the of the artists is as important to the curation process as the subject matter of the work. Right, and it, it doesn't matter male, female, yeah. old, young. It doesn't matter in and it's such a great mix of, of all the differences. Uh, you know, they, there's generational knowledge there. 
they, and they're and the older artists are so happy to talk to the younger artists and, and give them tips and tricks and help them out and you know they're they're depicting a way of life that that depends on uh, how well they we that we take care of the earth and I think a lot of them come from ranching backgrounds and, yeah and that's what Mary tells that, me yeah yeah they they know how to take care of the land while still using it farming and ranching and um, they they use practices that conserve natural resources and uh, I think that in in my work I try to, I tried to convey that we are just caretakers of the land uh, we you know if we mistreat it it's not gonna it's not gonna take care of us we our livelihood depends on it so yeah, well, and, and you have a very specific piece of land that you're responsible for, as I understand. Oh, yeah, we have a ranch out here in West Texas. We're at the far northern edge of the Chihuahuan Desert. Alpine's in the Chihuahuan Desert, so is Big Bend National Park. Yeah. And we're we're at the northern edge on some transitional terrain, so we have sand hills, and we have a little bit of hard ground to go along with that sand, and... Um, my family's been ranching here for oh over a hundred years, and uh, there's some of the same ways that we work the cattle now are, you know, we're just continuing to do the same thing they did, and and the way we do it is is uh, has has the least amount of impact on the land. You know, we don't yeah. overgraze, and, uh, we don't. Uh, do anything that's going to uh, kind of take away from that land's ability to grow grass and uh, because in actuality all we are 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 grass farmers yeah cows are our lawnmowers (laughs) right so uh so in i noticed in your in your bio that you had done several residencies at different national monuments and national parks but as you're talking it seems yeah. like you've got a, a lifelong residency of uh of material available to you right there at the ranch yeah, yeah i think i'm an artist in residence on the yt ranch yeah too. <laughs> so yeah, what um, what led you to that uh those residency programs what kind what kind of subjects and things how, how did you work that well i, I think i was I think we had just gotten internet, and I was <laughs> online looking at some of uh, the art artists that had been working in the national parks, and uh, there was a, a new program, uh, the National Parks Arts Foundation, started by a lady in New Mexico, and they get some grants and things, and they work with the national parks, and and what they do is allow artists to have an immersive experience in one of the national parks, and uh, I was able to apply and get uh, residency at Fort Union National Monument in New Mexico, which is that's north of Las Vegas. Uh-huh. It's at the very, very end of the Santa Fe Trail, and it's the largest adobe fort that that's still partially standing. Huh. Um, so I got to go there for 30 days and. Uh, went in October and November of 2018, 
and it rained or snowed for two of the four weeks I was there. So, uh, and my my proposal was to paint plain air, right? Uh, and that's just a fan- fancy French word for painting outside. But paint plain air and and bring back. A, uh, I think I brought back. Uh, I had the goal of painting two paintings a day, but you know, with it raining and snowing that much. You know, I didn't bring back as many as I wanted to, but still, you know, brought yeah. back 30 paintings. And That's so, pretty oh, good. Af- after you finish the residency, and part of the, part of that is you need have to do a, a public presentation. So they'll have something there in the park while you're there, and then when you come back, you need you need to. Uh, have somewhere to take the work and give give more presentations of the work and and so I was also one more thing is you have to donate a piece back to the park. Ah. So um, I I did a thirty by sixty inch painting and and that's back at Fort Union now. And uh, the latest residency was in Hawaii, and that's at Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Wow. And I've actually been there twice, and that that's really fun. I, I did this last time get to see the active lava down in the Kilauea crater, and that, that was pretty neat. But right after I left, uh, Haleia Mau Mau started uh, erupting again, so I missed that. Yeah. And I, you know, those words are, those names are hard to pronounce, so I apologize to anybody, <laughs> any Hawaiian that's listening, but <laughs> that is, that's a wonderful residency, and and the Hawaiian people are, are they're so nice, so gentle, uh, they were just really great to be around. The national parks, uh, the rangers are wonderful, uh, and then in March of 2022, my husband and I got to go to Loggerhead Key, uh-huh. Dry Tortugas National Park, and that's a, a residency. You have to apply with one other person for safety reasons because oh. it's an island uh, 80 miles west of Key West and about 90 miles north of Cuba, an island where they, they take you and dump you for <laughs> a month. And <laughs> yeah, we made it the whole month, and there were no murders, and that was that was great. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a great time. That that is a wonderful residency. Um, there's there was no uh, fresh water, uh, no cell phone service, no electricity. So there was a desalination plant, uh, solar array, and uh, we brought groceries for a month. And wow! I was able able to paint every day, and and uh, still had the goal of two paintings a day, which is realistic considering weather and conditions. And and was able to come back with fifty nine. So I thought that was that was really good. Um, it's so windy. Uh huh. And hot there we were going to have to go in september which would have been extremely hot but we got to go in march uh but the the wind i, I would have to tie down my plane air easel yeah uh, 
make sure everything I was wearing wouldn't blow away. Um, I, I, so that 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 was just a really great experience. Yeah, that sounds and amazing. Those, yeah, those works are at LCU in Lubbock right now. Uh, I think there's 48 works from all the National Parks residencies. Ah, and then where is that again? Uh, Lubbock Christian University in, in Lubbock. All right, that's good to yeah. know. Yeah, might want to take a trip yeah, and check those out. Okay. Yeah, they'll be there until uh, I think the first part of October. Okay. Excellent. And so, uh, are you going to be? Uh, obviously, you'll be at the trappings opening. And and am I right that you're going to be doing some demos on uh, during the weekend? Yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly what Mary has in mind, but yeah, I'm going to be demonstrating uh, painting. And, yeah. Uh, so probably. I'll take my plane air set up, and uh, they have a nice balcony, and maybe just look out and paint the landscape right there. Yeah. Or you know, could always always paint a horse. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably on safe ground there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to meeting you and and seeing you work a little bit then over the weekend. All right. Yeah, I look forward to meeting you, Chris, and your wife, and uh, yeah. Excellent. Well, you know, Alice, thanks so much for calling in. Thank you also for all your great work and for participating in Trappings of Texas. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and and uh, thank all of you for listening to us every other week on Heart of the Big Bend. Uh, you can get more information about the show at visitalpinetx.com slash podcast or search for Heart of the Big Bend on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other podcast apps. And for everybody listening on to the broadcast on KALP, KVLF Radio here in Alpine, thank you all. We'll be back in two Fridays. You've been listening to The Heart of the Big Bend. Hope you liked what you heard and that you'll find the time to experience all that the Big Bend has to offer. See you soon, partner.